I do have a little piece of scripture on mine. It's kind of a Wednesday night scripture. I don't know. I was, I was even, I was even kind of hung up because when I say Wednesday night scripture, they, they're kind of more of a little more uh, teaching, dividing, and, and what have you. But I just couldn't get away from this. But it, it's very powerful because really, it's really a teaching on on how to live faithful in this present world. That's really what it's about. Reckon, 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 reckon we need any of that? How to live faithful in this present world. And I'm talking about faithful to God. I'm talking about faithful to the things of God, His, His Word, His doctrine. Uh, it's something that, that, that's very important uh, in the hour in which we live. So I want to share it. It's just a little three or four little scriptures out of, a, out of the New Testament book of Titus, Old Titus. So we'll, we'll read that, we'll pray over it, and then uh, we'll believe the Lord. Titus chapter 2, starting with verse 11. Titus. Titus was a man, wasn't he? <laughs> Titus chapter 2, verse 11 says this. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation. And I want you to catch this. It, it, the King James language says hath, but it means has. You know, and, it, and it's representing a past tense. It has appeared to all men. Teaching. Teaching us that denying ungodliness, worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, godly in this present world. Looking for, looking for the blessed hope and the glorious appearing of our great God and our Savior. She was singing about it, how great is our God. But we're looking forward to His appearing, the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity. Somebody just say all. Yeah, yeah. And purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. And then finally, these things speak and exhort and even rebuke with all authority. And he says, let no man despise thee. So you can't get mad at me today. Sorry, Scripture says it. No matter what I say, you can't get mad today. you got to love me. I cannot allow you to despise me today. Amen. Hey, ain't no haters in here. Tell your neighbor you can't be a hater today. Some of you scared to even do it. <laughs> Amen. All right, well, let's pray over this this morning. Father, I do. I thank you for your time together. Thank you for your word, Lord, the preciousness of it, the power of it, and uh, just everything is so rich in this scripture. Uh, Lord, you know what you've put upon my heart. You know how you've worked me even to this scripture, Lord God, and where you've brought me and, and how you planned to me to be right here this morning. And you knew even who would be here today as we read this. So bless our time, dear Jesus. Uh, bless it with your grace. Bless it with all that you want us to have. Touch our hearts. Let your word not return void, but let it will accomplish everything, God, everything that you want this morning in our heart. Now, Lord, we love you. We thank you. We honor you. All the glory is always yours, and it always will be, because without you, Lord, we are nothing. Uh, but we thank you for what you allow us to be in you. So all the praise is yours. In the name of our great Savior, our coming King, Jesus Christ. And all the church said, Amen. come on, let's give him glory. Son. I feel like y'all need to really give him glory. Amen. 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 Uh, 
just want to, I'm not going to try to beat around because sometimes when I beat around a lot and try to do a whole lot of foundation, I'm not even going to really tell you how I got here. The main thing is, man, through scriptures, I ended up here and the Lord just really put it in my heart. But, but in this this morning, when we'll talk about, you know, living faithful in this present world. But in this text itself, there's really three, three big essential ideas or, 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 or three main things, if, if I could say it that way. Uh, that that really that's really built in. To if we have any hope of being faithful in this present world, and that's big, you know, it's just so big in the hour in which we live, because there's so much to pull us from that, you know, with culture and systems and ideas and friends and pressures and even our own minds and our own thinking, our own flesh. Everything's trying to pull us from. Do you realize it's it, it, it's a real fight to be faithful? It is. It's a real push. It's a real effort. And, and, and this scripture, I think, brings out three things that, that, that just, re- I think they're fairly plain, really. And they're really three periods of time. I want you to catch that. There's three periods of time that I feel like is in this text this morning that, that, that I feel like scripture's bringing out that are so important if you're going to be faithful in this present world. Three periods of time. And, of course, uh, I kind of, Kind of highlight them a little bit, but back in verse 11, you can go there and then we'll look at verse 11, 12, and 13 one more time. But back in verse 11, he point, he's, pointing, he's pointing to the past, for the grace of God that brings that has. It's, it's pointing to a past time. And, and I like that he, that he talks about grace there because that's how all of us, if you've, got, if you've come to the Lord and you're now in the past tense, it was only because of grace. Grace, grace showed the way. Grace pricked the heart. Grace done a work. Grace enticed, uh, you know, grace just worked. It appeared in such a way that salvation become plain, you know. So, so, so one period is the past, and, and it has to be there. And, and I was going to tell you something. We're going to get into this in just a minute, but, but there, there must be a past uh, if you're going to be faithful. But then, but then verse 12, it really zeroes in on what's happening now, presently. There was the past with grace, but now there's this present, and really, he brings it out in, in kind of as teaching, 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 and he really, really, this is the idea, it, present teaching, or, or what we think of it in Christian world as, or, or believers' minds, is discipleship, there must be discipleship, there's got to be, you got to be taking in doctrines and teachings and principles, discipleship, how many of you ain't going to be faithful unless you bind into discipleship? You're never going to be faithful unless you buy into the plan of disciples. Grace was great. And grace was amazing. And all of us are here because of it. And all of us have tears run out of our eyes when we sing amazing grace. But, but, but if you just stay there, you're never going to find faithfulness. If you just stay on present or on past grace, you're never going to get there. It takes discipleship now. He shifts from the past, moves us, moves us into what should be going on in our life right now. That's why we gathered here today, by the way. We gathered here today but to hear his word, to learn of him. Uh, this is just a small, small segment. Hopefully this is something that's an everyday aspect of life where, where, where we're studying and, and dwelling and meditating and trying to apply in some fashion or some way to our life this you know, teaching that we've learned. Uh, uh, to move forward, to, to be faithful, to be faithful, to be faithful. 
third thing, third thing is in verse 13, and this is the powerful thing. This is really where, uh, after we touch on the first two pretty light, this is the thing that's so huge. And then he says this, and then he shifts it to the future. So there's these three, see, it's pretty plain, three, three periods in time that he brings out about really being faithful in this present world. And, and, and it's, now it's looking for that blessed hope, the glorious appearing of our great God. But then he, he takes it forward. Farther, farther, just so you know, who, who is, by the way, who is our Savior? Savior. He takes it just a little bit further, a little bit, a little bit on. So, so the third aspect or the third period, if we're going to be faithful, if we're going to find faithfulness in this present world, it's going to be look, this look to the future, a future hope. Now, I hope already you can somehow or are getting kind of an idea how, man, all three of these things do work for faithfulness. I hope you're seeing how grace, it's going to, if you're going to be faithful, believe me, you're going to need grace. You're going to need past grace, but you're going to need grace yet tomorrow too. <laughs> but, but I see, and teaching, teaching, discipleship, you're going to need discipleship, but this is, this is a big one, and, and we'll zero in more on this in just a minute, uh, but, but, but it's so key to be looking forward to a day of salvation. I want to say it just like that. Looking towards a day of salvation. Amen. Now you see why this is kind of like Wednesday night stuff? This is going to be Wednesday night. But you know, that's good. I feel like we got a Wednesday night crowd here. I really do. I just feel like that. It's really good. It's really good. And this is what the Lord gave me. Peter gave me something else. I had to preach it. Sorry. But you can't despise me. No haters. Even if it's not any good, you can't hate me. Amen. Amen. So let's go back to verse 11 again. And I want to just deal with this for real, real, real quickly. The, pice, the past is so vital. Uh, if we're going to have uh, any, any hope of, of, of being faithful in, in this present time in which we, the past, you know, and what I'm talking about really is the past work of God. That's what he's talking about when he, when he brings out the grace that has appeared that bringeth salvation. To, that's the past work of God. That's what God has already done. Now, now you might think, well, what does that even matter? What, what relevance does that even have? Well, you know what? God, God, in God's word, from, from, from really the get-go, when he started dealing with groups of people as his people, like the children of Israel, he, he continuously was telling them, don't forget what I've done for you. Don't forget, continuously in Scripture, in Old Testament Scripture, over and over and over again, God, God well, that's why he instituted ordinances. That's why he instituted ceremonies. That's why, that's why some of the things that the old Scriptures did, that's why even, even, the, even the, us in the new, there's certain things that we do, forsake not the assembling of ourselves together. Why? why? Because, because, so, so we don't forget the work, the past work. Of, that's why we have communion. By the way, I was going to have communion this morning, and I got here a little late because I've been feeling a little puny, and I didn't get to set it up. So... So we're going to have it in our mind. But anyway, 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 there's this past work of God that, that we cannot forget. you got to keep it because that's what happens. And I'm going to bring this to light in just a minute. You know I will. Just as soon as you forget it, you start forgetting the past work of God or the grace of God, the, what he's done in your life or what he's done as God faithfulness will start failing you'll start you'll start faithfulness will start you'll start falling off faithfulness 
And here's the thing. We, we know in Scripture, it's not just keeping the memory of. Because here's what I, you remember in, in, in the book of Judges, the Bible says this about when, when Joshua died. And there rose up a generation after Joshua who forgot God, who knew not God, nor his works, forgot him. Now, here's what I know about that. I've studied that scripture a lot. I've, dwe- I've dwelt on that a lot. And here's what I know it don't mean. It don't mean that their mind was oblivious to the stories of God. It don't mean it don't mean that they didn't they didn't have still firmly in their mind what God did at the Red Sea, or what God done to Jericho, or what God how God had moved in powerful other way. Man, they had all those stories. They still celebrated the Passover. They they knew the stories. They they had just like we do. We gathered here today, built around one big story. He he arose. He arose. But I'm gonna tell you what. Unless that's more than just a memory, you see what I'm saying? That's what that's what I was supposed to say. The reason I bring up they forgot God. They 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 forgot, but in other words, it wasn't obliterated from their memory or it wasn't out of their mind. But but what really happened, what really happened is it, it began, in other words, the past work of God quit having any bearing. Any bear, any effect on their present faith or their future hope. I want you to hear that. Because it's huge. The past work of God. See, I can talk about the resurrection. Here come Easter's coming soon. And every year we, we do this big Easter deal and really get into it big. And it's we should. We should. But 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 if all that is is a story. And it doesn't have bear any effect on your on your present faith, or bear any effect on what you're looking to as a future hope. You 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 have found your place in this scripture. What he's talking about, we we forget God. It's not that we don't know the stories, but they don't affect us anymore. I tell you what, church churches are full of people. All over the world, full of people who, who, who are not affected by what God has done. His past work, what he's affected, where he's worked. Past events no longer, no longer have any bearing on present life. Amen. Amen. I told you it was going to be a little bit different. I told you. Amen. And, and, and what happens when, when, when we do that? Here's what happens. You lose your identity. How are you going to stay faithful if you lose your identity? How are you going to stay faithful to God if his past works are now, 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 now you, you're losing that and you're losing who you really are? That's why God, God always, in, in Old, that's why in Old Testament, you, you think it's just kind of, cumbersome or, or, or what's the big deal to keep doing that I am the God of Abraham Jacob I am the God of Joseph he, it's always this connection tying it back going back going back genealogies you think you think oh, it's just a, no 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 it's, it's a connection of who God is who he was how he has worked why so we don't lose our identity because you can tell when a church or a people lose their identity it's called unfaithfulness. 
crickets in Walton Pentecost on his church. But it's true. It's true. The minute a believer loses his identity and the connection to who, who he was, what God's did, he, he begins to be unfaithful. Amen. And that's, that's, that's the big deal here. That's that mo- one moment in time that's big. So, so I can sum all that up by, and saying in this kind of Lee Sarver language right here and kind of what Grandma, Grandma Sarver used to tell me, you know, don't forget where you come from. Grandma Sarver used to tell me that all the time. I thought of her on this message because uh, all the things I'm bringing out this morning, Grandma Sarver really instilled in me, my granddad's wife. She really instilled in me, and this is one of them. Don't forget where you come from. There's this tie back. In other words, in other words, she's wanting me to stay faithful to the family by not forgetting. Don't forget where you come from. You know, the old too big for your britches thing, eating too high off of this hog, and all those other sayings. Don't forget, there's got to be this connection. So that's the first dimension. The second dimension, and I'm going to try to move faster than normal, just so I don't keep you to 130 again today. But I didn't keep you to 130 last week. The Lord kept you to 130 last week. I had nothing to do with that. Absolutely. So don't be a hater. (laughs) And if God wants to keep you to 130 today, I hope he does. That means we're having a good time. It's a good time up in this house. Amen. Amen. But kind of the second dimension now, kind of the second dimension, and you can go to verse 12 if you would. Verse 12, teaching us tonight ungodliness, worldly lust, we should live soberly, un, uh, soberly, righteously, godly in this present world. And, it's, it's, and, it's, and once again, it's about discipleship in the present. So here, here it is. It's as much as important as it is for that first dimension. As important as it is, don't forget where you come from. There's got to be there's got to be a, a moving beyond into this present day to where you're at today. The past is wonderful. I love to hear testimonies. I do. I love, like Mark was talking about in 1994, I love to give mine. I love, I love to say, March 17th, 1990, on an old ice-covered road, we fought our way like cats and dogs all the way. And it wasn't no lie. We fought our way all the way. We actually fought our way. <laughs> we, me and her, we fought our way. You, you, some of you is catching that and some of you are not. But we actually fought our way. <laughs> It wasn't because of the snow-covered road. It was because of the fight inside. So, but, but I love to tell that story and how the Lord, how the Lord touched our heart. And said, That's great, I, and I'll never forget it. I don't forget those things. I don't forget the day the Lord healed me. I don't forget things like that. I don't forget special works. I don't forget the day that I received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I, I don't forget anything, anything significant. I don't forget. I try not to forget any way that God moves in my life. I don't forget the day he called me. You've heard that story. That's why you hear all these stories umpteen times. Some of y'all, bless your heart, you've been here so long, you can tell my stories better than me. Sometimes I, I have. Some of y'all has come up to me after service and you left out this out of the story. 
I said, well, I'll get it right next time. <laughs> you left something out. But, but it's not enough. I want you to hear that. The grace of God that has appeared, it's not enough just to recount and rehearse all that God's done. No, no. As disciples now, if you're going to be faithful in this present world, you got to find, you got to find the points to where, where, where you can you can discover, discover the, 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 the points of application of these teachings and of this word. And of his dog, find out how I can make it a part of my life. That's what I'm trying to say. How can I make when you hear the word preached? When you when you hear Brother Lee say, you know, when you hear the call of holiness come out of scripture. Not just Brother Lee, but out of scripture. When you hear, when you because you can't read that book, you don't hear the call of holiness or the call of godliness or or the call of whatever. There's certain things. Certain things, when you read the Bible, that's what happens. There's this call. And, and what we do, our job, what we do as disciples, we, we try to discover how to apply that to our life. How do I make that a reality? Okay, he says, he says be ye holy for I am holy. Well, you've got to find that and apply that to your life. Make that a reality. Come on, somebody. I am up in this church, ain't I? Amen. Find that. Find that and, and make that make that an applicable part of, of what's going on. Points, points to, that can apply to ever to this present life. How many of you can't be faithful unless you find the doctrines and the scriptures and the teachings and able to apply them to your own life and, and live it out in this present life? That's discipleship. It's wonderful. It's 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 not as celebrated. As, as the grace of God that has appeared. It's not a celebrate. I know it's not. We don't celebrate. This is where, the, this is where sweaty grace comes. It's sweaty work here. When we start working out our salvation under fear and trembling. Thanks God that he saved us. Yeah, let's celebrate. Let's have the party. Let's kill the fatted calf. Let's get the robe. Let's put on the slippers. But let's, let's be disciples. Let's, let's take the teachings and the doctrines and the scriptures and things and let's put them to our life. Let's learn what Christian faithfulness is in this present world. In this present world. Crickets again. Amen. So, so this is kind of this kind of be Grandma Sarver point number two to sum up the second dimension. Remember who you are. Remember who you are. That's what that's about. Remember who you are. If you're a disciple, you're a believer. You try to apply His word to your life. You try to make it a reality. You try to make it work. In you. Amen. It's true. Remember where you come from? Oh, yeah. Remember where you come from. That's, that's great. But remember who you are now. Because of where you come from, you ain't who you used to be. It's now who you are. I am now a child of God. 
Because the grace of God that appeared to all men has appeared to me. I am a child of God. I am a child of God. I like that song too. What is it? I am a child of God. Sorry, Paul. I do that randomly. Because remember who you are. That's the second dimension. Oh, we'll never, we'll never live faithful in this present world. Ever. Now the third dimension, go to verse 13. This is really the, the this, this, this is the heart of it all. The other two are, are huge, but this third dimension is really what got into my heart. Really, really touched me. We'll read it one more time. He, he's done, he's done, he's done brought, brought down the first two, but then he says, now, looking forward. He's moved from the past into the present. Now, all this has happened right here today, by the way. All this is right now, even today, for us. We've sat here and we've done that in our own mind. But now, now we're looking for, looking for, looking for, looking for that blessed hope and that glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. And it's this future, it's this future orientation or this future view to be faithful. In this present world. It's going to take a future view. And, and not just a future view. I'm not talking about just the coming of Christ here. I'm talking about. I think it's, this is it. It's a future view of salvation. I want you to get that. Now I'm going somewhere. You hang on. You hang on. Don't write me off till we get there. But this text. This text and many. And I'm going to show them to you. I, I, want, I want to give you a, a kind of a, a, a good taste. Of what most of the scriptures say. About what's coming. I mean, the New Testament really will shape our thinking. How many know that's, that's what should shape our thinking too, by the way, is New Testament? That's the scripture. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind. That's what, should, what should shape our thoughts this morning? Even about things that we think we already know? Scripture. Scripture. What shapes my thoughts? About things I think I already know. Scripture. What makes me change my mind about things I already know? Scripture. Amen. What keeps me faithful? Scripture. 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 But, but, but this text, not only this text, but the ones I'm going to show you, really stress a future look at salvation. I've never seen this. It really points to a future, the future, and when our salvation it comes to a completion. When, 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 when it is consummated or when, it, when we get to go eat the feast. This future completion. What this, that's what this is really speaking of. And so many other scriptures are talking and pointing, pointing, pointing at that da- that time. Now, here's what I want to do right quick because I know some of his minds already may be thinking and wondering and what have you. But I want to take just a minute. You know, the scripture does bring out a couple phases of salvation, don't it? It's, it really does. Ephesians 2.8, we'll put that up there just so you can see it right quick. For by, for by grace, you are, are ye, or you were, or that's that kind of that past deal, what we's already re- reading about. How, how, many know, how many know that that salvation does look to the past? It does, it does. But also Philippians 2.12, Philippians 2.12, he says, Wherefore, my beloved, uh, not as you've always obeyed in my presence only, but 
but now much more in my absence. Now, here's kind of the present. Work out. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Work it out. So, already got two views. There's this view, it was in the past. I, when I got saved, of course, it was by grace. But now, but now, now Paul's giving us a teaching. Same guy, same guy taught both of these things, by the way. And he's, he's not bipolar now. He, he, he's, he's being led of the scriptures, led of the Lord. And now he brings out, now he brings out this present, working out presently. Same thing at Titus, in the book of Titus, we've done seen. So there's this, this present thing. But the scripture we just read this morning, and then, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shape your mind through scripture right here just for a minute uh, this morning, that, that really points, really stresses, really wants us to kind of sway. More, that these are all right. Those views are right, but it, Scripture, you will see here in a minute, Domini wants us to see salvation as the future, when it's complete, when it becomes full, because that's got a big bearing on how faithful, because if you saw, what'd you say, uh, October 17th, 18th, 1994, that was not the finish line. That's the starting line. And that's that's what that's that's way if you look at it that way, that's great. But there's a whole lot of unfaithful must built out of seeing that day there as a day of whoo, I made it. I made it. I made it. But Paul, Paul says, oh no, no, no. You got to you got to work at it in this present, but but he really now, and I almost, even Jesus does this. I, I, want, I want to give you a couple. I just want to shape your mind real quick. I want to get you. I want to get you a future view, and then I'm gonna close a future view of, of of looking at salvation and the completion of it in in that light in the future. Uh, Matthew 10 22. Let me just read you a couple scriptures real quick. This is what Jesus said. Jesus says, "And you shall be hated of all men for my name's sake, but he that endureth." To the end. I want, I want to start shaping our mind a little bit through the scripture. Not my, but to the end. There's just, there's just something beyond March or October 18th or March 17th, 1990. That was, it, that, that was a good starting place, but I'm looking to now to this. He that endures to the end shall be saved. Matthew, Matthew 24, Jesus brings out the same thing. Cause of iniquity shall abound in this present world. The love of many, yep, they'll wax cold. Verse 13, but he that endureth to the end, the same shall be, what is this, the end. Jesus, Jesus himself's pointing to the end. Hang with me. He's pointing to the end. Not 1990, but to the end. Paul does the same thing. Romans 5, Romans 5. But God, this is him, he commandeth his love toward us. While we were yet sinners. Woo! Christ died for us. Verse 9, much more than being now justified. That's what happened on October 18th, 1994. You got justified. You got, you got justified by his blood. We shall be. We shall be saved. Got justified. But you shall be saved. What from? From the wrath. From the wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, 
you were reconciled, what happened to you? While you was enemies, reconciliation by the death of his son, being much more reconciled, we shall now be saved. Look for the future. Look to the future. It's great. Recount, remember, rehearse, praise God. Have a Pentecostal shout down over it. But keep looking, blessed hope that's yet to appear. The Lord Jesus Christ, he's coming for the completion of your salvation. You've not made it yet. Now, I know this is not popular teaching in some denominations. But I'm just preaching the Bible. That's it. And I'm not done. I'm not done. You didn't think I was done yet, did you? I've not nearly shaped your mind enough yet. Romans 13. And that knowing that the time, I mean, knows the time, that it is now high time to wake up out of our sleep. For now, listen, is our salvation nearer? <laughs> Woo! Nearer, it's nearer even than when we believe. It's nearer than March 17, 1990, today. Come on, let's finish it. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness. See, see when, this, when this guy got a hold to this, when he got a hold to salvation's near. I've believed, I'm reconciled, I'm justified, but it's nearer than I ever believed. He's what he started, he started getting faithful. The night's far spent. Let me, he said, hand, let us therefore cast off works of darkness. Let us put on the armor of light. Let us, let us walk honestly as the day and not rioting or in drunkenness or in chambering or in wantonness or in envy or strife. Faithfulness started coming into his life because of this view. Crickets. Amen. Amen. I'm not done. I'm about to let up, but I'm not quite. First Thessalonians chapter 5. That's what it says. First Thessalonians chapter 5. Ye are the children of light and the children of day. We are not of the night nor darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch. Watch. Be sober. For they that sleep sleep in the night, and they that are drunken are drunken in the night. But let us, who are of the day, be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for the helmet, the hope of salvation. For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to what? Obtain. Obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. Hebrews 9, 27. I know everybody knows this one, but listen to it again. And as it is appointed unto men once to die, yep. after this, the judgment. Yes, yes. So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them that took, that, that looked for him, that looked for him, shall he appear a second time without sin unto salvation. 
Salvation's a bigger thing coming, ain't it? Folk that get their eyes on what's coming can't help but stir in them the grace to be faithful. I, I, I'm about there. I'm about there. I'm going to even give you a couple. Of, let, this go to, I'm, let me just jump by James. There's, there's some in James, but I'm just going to go on to 1 Peter because that's, that's the potent one. 1 Peter, just go to 1 Peter. Just so you know, I do skip scriptures. You don't get them all. This is what he said. Blessed be God of the Father of our Lord. Ain't nobody hating on me, are they? You can't, you can't, you can't hate me today. The Bible says you can't hate me. <laughs> Blessed be the God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which was according to his abundant mercy, hath begotten us. We were born again into a lively hope by the resurrection. You want to know why we hope like you know why we got this crazy hope? Why we got this on fire, this on life, I'm jacked up kind of hope? Because Jesus got out of the grave. Woo! Woo! That's all I got in me this morning. I just had to do you. That's why we're jacked up. That's why I get, we get all Woo! I guarantee if he was still dead, I wouldn't be no woo. But he's not dead. My God's not dead. My God's not dead. Do a little of newsboys or whatever that was right there. Amen. 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 Uh, to a lively hope, the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. That's not where I was going, but I got hung up there. To an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation. Listen, listen. Ready to be revealed. I'll jump down verse 7, 8 and 9. Verse 7, 8 and 9. And, of course, it talks about them that you go through these trials. They cut the trial of your faith being more precious than gold that perishes, though you be tried with fire, that you might be found unto the praise and to the honor and the glory of the appearing of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen you love, and whom, and whom though now you see him not yet believing, you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. And in verse 9, receiving the end of your faith, which is even the salvation of your souls. Now, I'm just going to kind of summarize what I feel like Scripture is trying to do here. It seems to me that Scripture is really stressing at least the completion of salvation in, a, in the, that day. That it, that it didn't happen in 1994, that it didn't happen in 1990, but that, that there's this sense of completion that we keep our eye, we're glad that that fuels us, that fuels us, but we keep our eyes on what's coming. Keep our eyes on what's yet to appear, that great and glorious appearing that it watched it puts great stress on the future completion of our salvation more than the past and more than even the present somewhat that we really get the heart for what's yet to come Hebrews 12:1 and 2 and then and then I'm, I'm on the wind up 
Wherefore, seeing that we also are compassed by so great a cloud of witness, let us lay aside every weight, every sin which does easily beset us. Let us run this race. Let us run this race with patience that's set before us, looking to Jesus, the author, the finisher of your faith, who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despised the shame, and is now set down at the right hand of God. You know, it's a glorious thing. The glorious work of salvation. It reaches further back than I've even talked about this morning. And I'm thankful for that. It reaches back. The glorious work of salvation works all the way back before the foundations of the world. Let that. The glorious work goes before the world was. God was already in salvation work. But, 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 but he stresses in his own word. He stresses in, in, in the scriptures that he set down and give to his New Testament people. He stresses the future. He stresses the finish line. It's the finish line. Not the starting line. It's like marriage. I've seen a bunch. I've had, I don't even know now, probably three or four hundred couples since I've been pastoring. I've married three or four hundred couples up, up at this altar or some altar like it. They thought that was the finish line. Oh man, let's see checkered flags and confetti. Whoo. No, that was the starting line. The race was before. The checkered line, and this might sound dark or gray or morbid. But the checkered line is till death do us. And that's the way salvation is. Salvation is that. Yes, you've got to start. You've got to have a start line. But the race... The race. There's a finish line. There's a determined amount of times around this thing. And you might start wicked fast. A little Maine there for you. That's what my buddy in Maine would say. That's a wicked fast. I don't know if that means it's scary or devilish. I'm not sure, but. But it's wicked fast. <laughs> but there's no matter what, no matter what, there is a finish. My granddaddy used to have this saying for me when I was a young pup. About 35, I think, I guess. 
He used to he used to tell me this all the time, especially when I was was a teenager, even in my twenties. He'd tell me because I I was like this. He said, "You a fast dog? You you a fast dog for a long race? In other words, you ain't gonna make it like that." <laughs> fast dog for a long race. I had to dwell on that. I'd walk off muttering. You see why I get all these thoughts. <laughs> he left me muttering to myself many a time. I'd walk off and I thought, well, I don't think that's true. <laughs> what he is wanting me to do is get consistent for the long haul. For the long haul. For the long haul. With the finish line in. That's what God's wanting to do. To he wants you to get the view of the finish line. We're glad you started. Everybody, we celebrate that. We celebrate every time somebody comes to the Lord or comes back to the Lord, we celebrate that and we should. That's a wonderful moment. But that ain't really where we should drink the milk and kiss the bricks. No, it's at the finish. It's when it's when they're even laid out in here. And they was faithful to the end. And you yourself can even hear the Lord Himself saying, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Because you've been faithful over a few things, I'm gonna make you ruler over many. Enter into the joy of the Lord. That's what we should celebrate. They've won the race. They were faithful. Did you catch it? To the end. They lived in all three dimensions. All three dimensions of salvation were there. It has to be. But they kept this future look. This future look. This future look. <laughs> what he say? <sighs> here's what I, here's what I want to say after my grandson interrupted service. Let's don't trust in, in, in just the decision we made in the past. That's not what Titus or any of these other scriptures are trying to get us to do. Don't just trust. And I'm glad. I'm glad you got a decision. And I'm glad that you celebrate that. And that means a lot to you. But, but Titus is not. He's telling us. I don't really see that anywhere in scripture. That man you that you trust in that, that decision. No, no. What Titus and these other scriptures are trying to get us to do is that we put faith and that we trust in the God, our Savior, Jesus Christ, who is coming to complete it all. That's what we trust. That's what we put faith in. In Him that's coming. Not anything that I did along the way, but that He's coming to do it. Amen. Amen. Remember who you will be. That's the last part. That's what you do. You got to keep looking forward, looking who I'm going to be. 
who am I going to be? Remember who, you, who you're going to be. Who am I going to be? Don't forget where you come from. Don't forget who you are. Remember who I'm going to be. First John, last scripture. I know I give you a ton of scriptures. Well, I told you it was Wednesday night. I've had a fever. I'm a little disoriented. I'm not sure what day it is. Anybody want a hug? <laughs> I'm not drooling as much as I was. I might be getting delirious now. I'm not sure. <laughs> Beloved. Here it is. Beloved. Now are we the sons of God. 1994, you become a son of God. I don't discount that at all. I'm not throwing off on that at all. I hope you don't think I am. Because that's the day you become a son of God or a woman of God. But, but it does not yet appear what you shall be. Hey, but we know when he shall appear. Remember, it's pinpointing it, trying to get you, look, look beyond. Can't live in the past. Draw off of it. Don't lose your identity to it, but look beyond. What we shall, when he shall appear, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. And every man that has this hope in him, in him purify himself. Faithfulness. 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 Come on, Brother Paul and who, whoever, if somebody else is going to help you or whatever's going on. Amen. Faithfulness. Somebody got a starting over word this morning. Starting over word. I feel it. I feel it. Starting over word right there.